of lords. We magnify you, Jesus. We glorify you, Jesus. Oh, praise God. Hallelujah. I wonder if we could just lift up our hands right now and somebody just entertain the wonderful presence of the Lord. It's just a wonderful, amen, presence that is in this place. Jesus, we magnify you. Come on, that's it. Lift up your voice once again. Somebody tell the Lord that you love him. Somebody tell the Lord that you're thankful. Oh, Lord Jesus, we're so thankful to be in your house tonight. We're so thankful to be in your presence tonight, Lord Jesus. You are the king. You are worthy of everything. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. So good to be in the house of the Lord on a Saturday night. Amen. To feel his presence. Thank you for being here. I know that today was a, a nice day for Indiana. And um, I know that many of you, no doubt, might have wanted to just sit back and relax and enjoy uh, another nice day before winter comes. And I know winter comes early here in northeast Indiana, but thank you for taking time out of your busy schedules to be in the house of the Lord tonight. Amen. I wonder if we can just stand, and I wonder if we could just turn around to two or three people and tell them, it's Saturday Night Live. So put a smile on your face. Let somebody know how glad you are to see them in the house of the Lord. Praise God. Remain standing with me for the reading of the word of the Lord. As I mentioned last night, I don't want to belabor the service uh, tonight. I know that Sunday morning does come early. And not only that, we got tacos after service tonight. And so I don't want you to miss out on that. But we do just want to get out of the way and allow the Lord to have his way. Is that all right here tonight? If Does anybody want the Lord to have his way tonight like he did last night? Does anybody still have victory tonight? I said, does anybody still have victory tonight? Praise God. We had a great time last night in the house of the Lord. And uh, we're just expecting God to do great things. Like I mentioned last night to those that were here, if you're not able to be here, I mentioned that normally um, through the years when I'm preaching a revival, the Lord will lay upon my heart things to preach, and it seems like it all ties together. But my message tonight does not seem to tie with last night, but I do believe that it's something specific uh, for this service tonight. Matter of fact, I'm thanking the Lord for confirmation. Uh, your pastor, I appreciate his sensitivity to the Holy Ghost. As I mentioned last night, even tonight, he doesn't know what I'm preaching, but the fact that he brought um, the book by my dear and precious mentor, Brother uh, Hernandez, was confirmation to me here tonight that we are in the will of God. And so I'm expecting the Lord to do great things. I said, I'm expecting God to do great things on a Saturday night. Praise God. And then we're going to have tacos and come back in the house of the Lord tomorrow. And there's no telling what's going to happen here tomorrow because of what happens here tonight. I said, there is no telling what God is going to do here tomorrow because of what happens here tonight. If you believe that, can somebody shout hallelujah? Praise God. Amen. I'm glad to have my family here with me. Praise the Lord. And um, I'm going to do a better job preaching tonight than I did last night. I got the better half. Amen. Praise God. The book of Romans chapter 2, the book of Romans chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. So I want to focus your attention on here tonight. I'm reading from the New King James Version, Romans chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. If you have it, can you shout out, got it. If you can see it on the screen, can you shout, I can see. The Apostle Paul writes these words, Therefore you are inexcusable, O man, whoever you are who judge. For in whatever you judge another, you condemn yourself. For you who judge practice the same things. But we know that the judgment of God is according to truth 
against those who practice such things. Turn somebody and tell them, hang with the preacher. That, that starting off, it doesn't sound like it's going to be a positive message. But just hang with the preacher. He said, and do you think this, O man, you who judge those practicing such things and doing the same, that you will escape the judgment of God? Or do you despise the riches of his goodness, forbearance, and long-suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance? He asks the question, do you think that you can get away from the judgment of God? We understand here tonight that we cannot escape God's judgment. Matter of fact, I don't think anybody wants to stand before the white throne judgment of God. We would much rather stand before the judgment seat of Christ because those that have to stand before the white throne judgment are in trouble. But to those, the Bible says, who are saved, when the rapture takes place, we will stand before the judgment seat of Christ. The Bible says that our works that do not stand will be burned in the fire, but our souls will be saved. So we know that we cannot escape the judgment of God. That's why we're here. We want to be right with God. But yet, he goes on to say in verse number four, do you despise the riches of his goodness, forbearance, and long-suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance? Just for a few moments here tonight, I don't, do not come with a negative message, but a positive message. I want to preach to you just for a few moments where God's goodness leads you. Where God's goodness leads you. One more time, can you place your Bibles down? Can you clap your hands and can you lift up your voice? And can somebody praise the wonderful name of the Lord Jesus? We worship you, Lord. We glorify you. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your forbearance. We thank you for your long suffering. We thank you for your patience. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your blood. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your spirit, almighty God. Now have your way in the remainder of this service. And we will not fail to give you the praise, the honor, and the glory in Jesus' name. Can somebody shout in Jesus' name? Turn somebody and tell them God is good to you and me. God bless you. Maybe see, does anybody believe that here tonight? How many of you know that God is a good God? How many believe that God is a good God? If you believe that God is a good God, can you clap your hands and can somebody shout amen? God is a good God. Amen. Turns about and reminds them again that God's been good to me and to you. Over and over the Bible says, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Psalm 100 verse number 5 says, For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all Generations. David wrote in Psalms chapter 34 in verse number 8, O taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. If I can lift up my voice with King David the psalmist uh, and tell somebody who may be here in this sanctuary or watching online in the sanctuary of your home uh, to taste and see uh, that the Lord is uh, good. 
I said, if somebody would just give God a chance, if somebody would just give God a try, amen, you will find out that he is a good God. I come ask somebody, amen, have you given God a try? Has anybody found out that he is good? Has anybody found out that he is merciful? Has anybody found out that he is faithful? Can you clap your hands and can somebody shout amen? If you haven't yet given God a try, if you haven't yet put your trust in him, uh, then I want to encourage you here tonight uh, to do so. Somebody might say, well, how can you say that God is good when this has happened in my life? If God is so good, uh, why did he allow this negative thing? Why did he allow this bad thing to happen in my life? Can I tell somebody here tonight, like I mentioned last night, God is too kind to be cruel. Uh, He's too wise to make a mistake. It wasn't God that did that to you in your past. It wasn't God, amen, that did you wrong. Amen. Because of life happens. uh, Because sin is in the world. Uh, Sin brings about consequences and as a result of sin in people's lives, people do bad things to other people, but it wasn't God that did it to you but can I tell somebody here tonight that God can take every negative thing God can take every bad thing uh, God can take every hurtful thing that happened in your life uh, and he can turn around and use it for your good Uh, he can use your story for his glory he can use your testimony amen as a a triumph I come to tell somebody God uh, is uh, good if you believe that can somebody once again clap your hands uh, and can somebody tell the Lord you are a good God I come and tell somebody, if you can just try the Lord, if you can just taste and see that he is good, if you can just uh, experience God's goodness for yourself, then you would discover, amen, that he is an awesome God, uh, that he is, amen, a mighty God, uh, that he is a faithful God, that he is a healing God, that he is a keeping God, uh, that the Lord is uh, good. When God revealed his divine name to Moses, one of the divine attributes that he mentioned about his name was that he was merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abundant in goodness and truth. When the Lord revealed his divine name to Moses, he wanted him to know, Moses, I'm merciful. Amen. Moses, you got to understand that I am gracious. Amen. To those who do not believe in a merciful God, to those who do not believe in a gracious God, I will submit to you that you do not know God. Amen. If you want to judge somebody, if you want to condemn somebody that walks through the doors of this church and say, you don't know what they've done, but I know what they've done. They can't be forgiven. I come to tell you, you don't know God because God can forgive anybody. He's a merciful God. He's a gracious God. Hey, is anybody thankful that God forgave you? Is anybody thankful that God had mercy on you? Is anybody thankful that God has been good to you? He said, Moses, I want you to understand I'm merciful. And I'm gracious. And you also have to understand this, Moses. I am long-suffering. Because you're going to have to deal with a million people who have just come out of Egyptian bondage. And many of their thinking is going to still be in Egypt. They're going to try your everlasting nerves. But I want you to know something about my everlasting name, Moses. That I am a long-suffering God. So don't get hot-tempered with my people. Just take amen time and be patient. Because I am a long-suffering God. Moses, you made some mistakes. But 40 years, I allowed you to go through some things on the backside of a desert. So that you can understand that I am long suffering that when you stand before my people you can understand that I'm merciful that I'm gracious and that I'm long suffering but not only that Moses you need to also understand that I am abundant in goodness 
Amen. God is not just good a little. God is not just good halfway. God is not just good a whole lot. But in the words of Buzz Lightyear, God is good to infinity and beyond. Can I tell somebody that our God is, he's beyond your, amen. You cannot fathom just how good God is. Can I tell somebody here tonight uh, that every good thing that has happened in your life uh, has been because of God. uh, Amen. Every good thing that you have in your life uh, that does not have any guilt uh, or does not have any sorrow attached to it. uh, That did not come from your own education. uh, That did not come from your own pedigree. That did not come from your own prestige. uh, That did not come from your own ingenuity. That did not come from your own talent and ability. That came from Almighty God uh, because God God is good. Come on, somebody. Somebody needs to get a revelation here tonight uh, of the goodness of Almighty God. He is abundant in goodness. Has anybody got a testimony here tonight? Uh, I want to can somebody testify through Thanksgiving uh, that God is abundant in goodness. Can somebody stand to your feet? Uh, Can somebody put your hands together? And can you glorify the goodness of Almighty God? Oh, I come to tell somebody that God is a good God. I should not be standing before you preaching the word of the Lord. But because God is a good God, I grew up in a gang infested, a drug infested neighborhood. My friends were drug dealers. I should be a statistic. I should be behind bars or six feet under like some of my friends. But because God is a good God, he protected me. Sister Sarah can tell you where I grew up. Sister Sarah can tell you where I grew up in Memphis. I should not be here, but because of a good God. I said because of a good God. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Ladies and gentlemen, I've been married for 22 years, sister. Amen. Sister Gilliland asked last night, I said, it's easy for me. We got married in 2000. The Bible says, he that find the wife finding the good thing. And attain favor from the Lord. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I married way up. <laughs> I didn't get her because of my good looks. I didn't get her because I was Rico Suave. I said, thank you, Lord, for that little anointing that I had. And she said, oh, he's kind of cute. <laughs> amen. Because of the goodness of Almighty God. Can I tell somebody, amen, the reason why you got that promotion is not just because you're a hard worker. It's not just because you're better than everybody else, but because God is a good God. (laughs) Can I tell some other reason why you're still breathing here tonight? It's because God is a a good God. Amen. If you are breathing in this place, God has been good to you. If you are in your right frame of mind, God has been good to you. If you have a mind to serve the Lord, amen, if you're here on a Saturday night, I come to tell you that God has been good to you. If you have food to eat, clothes on your back, a place to sleep, a roof over your head, God has been good to you. Nobody in this place can say that God hasn't been good. Yes, God has been good to you. Just look around. Just check yourself. And then you will realize that God is Good. Can somebody lift up your hands? Can somebody just thank the Lord for his goodness? Can somebody begin to thank the Lord for his mercy in your life? Can I remind us here tonight that God is good to everyone indiscriminately? 
It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter where you come from around Kinderville, around, amen, this northeast Indiana area. It doesn't matter what your story is. God is good to everybody indiscriminately. There are those who curse God to his face, who do not believe in him, but yet he's still good to them. I said God is still good to them. Amen. There are people who are doing well who don't deserve to do well. But God is good to them. But can I tell somebody, even though God is good to everybody indiscriminately, he is especially good to those who live for him. Can I remind us here tonight at New Life Apostolic Church uh, that if you will live for God, the Lord will bless you. I said, if you live for God, he will give you favor. If you will live for God, he will be especially good to you. Amen. I appreciate the praise team here tonight singing the songs that they sung. One of those particular songs they sung from the iconic Psalm of Psalm 23. It's there in Psalms 23 that David reminds us that when the Lord is your shepherd, he will provide for you. Does anybody get that testimony here tonight? Can you wave a hand that the Lord will provide for you? Amen. When the Lord is your shepherd, he will protect you. He will lead you beside still waters. He will restore your soul. He will purify and preserve you even when you walk through the valley of the shadow of death. He will comfort you and even bless you in the presence of your enemies. Then, amen, David says in the last verse, verse number six, he says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Hallelujah, he said, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me no matter where I go, no matter where I am. Goodness and mercy is right there. No matter what I go through, goodness and mercy is there. When I lay my head down at night, goodness and mercy is there. When I wake up in the morning, goodness and mercy is there. When I make my way to work, when I make my way to school, goodness and mercy is there. If the Lord is your shepherd, you can have an assurance uh, that goodness and mercy will be there. Can somebody clap your hands if you believe that? Come on, somebody lift up your voice if you receive that. If you live for the Lord, you can have a guaranteed assurance that God's goodness and mercy is going to follow you throughout your days. Amen. I wonder if somebody who's been living for the Lord for a little bit, a little bit of time can witness to somebody else uh, that goodness and mercy will follow you. Praise God. Amen. He said, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Thank you for being here on this Saturday night. Because I believe that it's really not until you start regularly attending the house of the Lord that you come to understand just how good God is. I said, I personally believe that it's not until you make a commitment to be faithful to the house of God that you truly come to a revelation of just how good God is. People who don't, amen, people who don't uh, remain faithful to God's house, they start getting to a place where they start questioning things, spiritual things, and questioning spiritual authority. Amen. Those who just think that they could just stay home and just watch. Now, I, I, I'm not belittling anybody who's been considering cautious with COVID. Amen. I, I know what we've come through, and I'm not, amen, speaking against anybody, but ladies and gentlemen, this is not 2020. And if we live in fear, then the next thing that's going to come, and if something else is coming, 
But the next thing that's come is going to cause some people to lose their commitment and to lose their faithfulness to God. We cannot live in fear. And we cannot use excuses uh, of pandemics uh, and pestilences uh, to keep us from being uh, in the presence of Almighty God. I come to tell somebody here tonight, God can be good to you all by yourself. You can get in your prayer closet and you can have a good time with the Lord. I have, I, I know of many testimonies of people who've received the Holy Ghost by watching online and thank God, amen, this church has a media ministry because we gotta have that moving forward. Amen. The churches that don't have it are gonna get left behind. Amen. God can do a work across the media. God can use social media, the good part of social media. Amen. All the rest of is evil, but God can use to get the redeemable part, uh, amen, to spread the gospel and change people's lives. Uh, but can I tell somebody here tonight, there are some things that you cannot experience on your own. Uh, you just cannot, ex- there are some blessings that you can't receive uh, just in your own prayer closet, just alone by yourself. I know John said uh, that I got into the spirit of the Lord's day uh, while he was isolated on the island of Patmos, uh, but can I tell somebody here tonight and somebody that's watching online uh, that nobody is an island to themselves. You need the body of Christ. You need to be in the house of God with the believers of the body. You need to be around God's people because there are some things that God will only do among his people when they are gathered together. The Bible says that when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all together in one place in one accord. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. Ladies and gentlemen, that happened when they were together. They said, we're going to leave our home and we're going to come together. And we're amen while we are together. This is God's house. And while they were together, the Holy Ghost began to be poured out. And here we are today because people's lives were changed. But that came because people were connected hey man you really can't understand just how good God is until you come into the house of the Lord somebody will come up to you and say let me tell you what happened to me today I was making my way to work and all of a sudden amen a deer ran out amen I was making my way amen to the house of God and all of a sudden a car pulled out but the Lord protected me I should be dead I should have been in a bad accident but God protected me and they're able to share testimony of just how good God is Somebody else will say, let me tell you what happened. Amen. My family member was in a tragic accident. Amen. When we saw the car, they should have been killed. They should have been dead. But they're in the ICU right now. And we're praying for them. But thank God, the doctor said, I believe they're going to make it. And you could tell that individual in the house of the Lord. And they could say, I'm going to pray with you. I'm going to believe with you. And both of you begin to agree together, begins to pray. And God turns the situation around. In that individual's life, he was in that bad accident and they live to tell the story of the goodness of God. I come to tell somebody that it's not until you come into the house of the Lord that you realize just how good God is. Somebody can testify how God's blessed you financially. Amen. Somebody else who's struggling can hear that testimony. Amen. And understand. I'm not talking about having a testimony service. I'm not talking about going back in time. Praise God. Amen. Those testimony services would take all day. And you just have that one person who wants everybody to feel sorry for him and talk about how the devil's been on their trail. Bless his holy name. No, I ain't blessing the devil. 
And so I'm not talking about going back to the testimony days, but I'm talking about somebody just in conversation telling you how God has taken care of them. And all of a sudden it gives you encouragement to understand that God can do it for them. He can do it for me too. That he's no respect of persons. That he loves all of us. Every good gift and every perfect gift comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. It's not until you come into the house of the Lord that you really realize how good God is. Can somebody lift up your hands uh, in the house of the Lord? Can somebody lift up your voice? uh, And can you allow the Spirit of God to speak to you right now? It's in the house of the Lord that you can receive an understanding of how good God is. Another psalmist Now, the psalmist described the goodness of the Lord by writing in Psalm 73. He said, truly, God is good to Israel, even to such as are of a clean heart. God is especially good to his people. God is especially good to those who will live for him. But then he says in the next verse, but as for me, my feet were almost gone. My my steps had well nigh slipped. For I was envious at the foolish when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. He said, I know God is good. I know God is good to his people, especially to those uh, that live for him. But for me, all of a sudden, I got to looking out here in this world. And I began to see how they prosper, how God's not just good to his people. But he's good to people out there, too. Because even though they're wicked, even though they don't care for God, even though they do sinful, evil things, yet they still prosper. And he said, when I begin to see all of that, he said, amen, behold, these are the ungodly who prosper in the world. They increase in riches. Verily, I have cleansed my heart in vain. I've been going to the house of the Lord for no good reason uh, because they're living, amen, a sinful life uh, and they're still getting blessed, uh, so to speak. They're still prospering. How in the world? uh, Amen. I've been doing everything that I know to do right uh, and I've been doing it all in vain. He said, when I began to see them prosper, when I began to see them increasing in riches, I have cleansed my heart in vain and washed my hands in innocency for all the day long. I have been pledged and chasing every day. He had this misconception that if you live for God, nothing bad is going to happen. If you live for God, you're not going to struggle. If you live for God, it's just going to be, you know, these false prophecy, uh, 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 Bible prosperity preachers. They say if you live for God, you're going to have uh, uh, the nicest house and the nicest home and, and you're never going to get sick until 2020 happened. Then some of these prosperity preachers had to back away because people were saying, hey, you said uh, if I live for God, I'm not going to get COVID. If I live for God, I'm not going to get sick. I'm not going to lose a loved one. If I live for God, I'm not going to lose my job. I'm not going to lose my home. Hey, man, the psalmist said, I've been doing everything right. And I'm still struggling. I'm going through it every morning. He said, when I thought to know this, it was just too painful for me. He was about to give up, ladies and gentlemen. He was about to stop going to the house of the Lord. He was about to stop, amen, serving God with a faithful heart. He said, it was too painful for me until I went into the sanctuary of God. Then I understood therein. I understand this is not all there is to it. 
Amen. This life is not all there is to it. Amen. There is something beyond the stars. There is another place. Amen. There is an eternity. When it's all said and done, those who can glean all the wealth and all the riches that this world has to offer, but yet if they don't know God, when they die, they can't take none of those riches with them. Amen. They could take none of the accolades with them. They could take none of that education with them when they die. Amen. It's all said and done. If they don't know God, there is an end. But for those who serve the Lord, he wanted to say, for lo, they are far from thee, shall perish. Those who don't live for God will be lost for all of eternity. Those, amen, who go off into idolatry, serving, amen, their money, serving their wealth, serving their education, serving their talent, serving entertainment, serving, amen, themselves. Those that go a-whoring from thee, they're going to be destroyed. But then he said, it is a good thing for me to draw near to God. <laughs> I have put my trust in the Lord God uh, that I may declare all uh, his works. I come to tell somebody here tonight, it's a good thing for you to be in the house of the Lord on Saturday night. Not to hear this evangelist, uh, but just to be faithful to the house of God. Uh, it's a good thing, amen, for you to draw near to the Lord uh, because you have a future. You have an eternal destination. Uh, you have an eternal hope. Uh, you come to understand, amen, that this world is not our home. Uh, this is not all there is to it, uh, but God's got more for us uh, to those that come into the house of the Lord. Uh, that's the only way you can receive a revelation of just how good God is. Because when it's all said and done in this life, if you just keep on walking by faith, if you would just keep on, even when you get knocked down, if you could just keep on crawling, if you could just get back up and just keep on heading forward, one day when the trumpet sounds, I said one day when the trumpet sounds when your feet hit those streets of gold amen the greatest commodity here on earth is just going to be a pathway amen for us over there when you get to those streets of gold there's going to be no more sorrow there's going to be no more shame there's going to be no more sickness there's going to be no more disease there's going to be no more heartache there's going to be no more pain amen it's only when you come into the house of the Lord that you will receive a revelation of how good God is can somebody clap your hands can somebody lift your voice and can somebody praise the name of Jesus <laughs> hallelujah hallelujah turn somebody once again uh, and tell them yes God is good or oh, turn somebody else like they believe in and tell them yes God is good amen how many of you believe here tonight that it's a good thing for us to draw near to God <laughs> make no mistake about it it's the goodness of God that causes you to draw near to him. It's because of God's goodness to us. It's the reason why we are here tonight. It's because of God's goodness. It's the reason why, amen, we felt his presence here tonight. And it's because of God's goodness that he's going to do here, amen, in a mighty way. Amen. Let's not try to put God in a box and expect him to do what he did last night. Last night was awesome. But God's got something better for us tonight. If you believe that, can you lift up your hands and can you say, Lord, let it happen to me. Lord, let it happen to us. Hallelujah. Have your way tonight, Jesus. Ladies and gentlemen, we know according to the scriptures that the goodness of God follows those who serve him. I said the goodness of God, like David said, follows those who live for him. But it also leads us as well. Not only God's goodness follow, but it leads us, especially those 
who do not know the Lord and are not living for him or serving him. It is God's goodness that leads them. If there is somebody that is here tonight or you're watching online and you've not yet put your faith in Jesus Christ, you've not yet experienced forgiveness, you've not yet, amen, had your sins washed away in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ through the waters of baptism, if you've not yet received the precious gift of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues, I come to tell you that we serve a good God and it's the goodness of our good God that has led you here tonight to experience what he has for you to experience. Can somebody shout amen? Amen. God's goodness leads us. Amen. The Apostle Paul wrote that the goodness of God is what leads us to repentance. Can somebody say repentance? Because God loves us and because he is good. He is long-suffering to us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Ladies and gentlemen, I come to remind us here tonight that everything that happens in our lives is to get us to a place where we can be in fellowship with God. I said every good thing that happens in our lives is to lead us to a place where we can have a relationship with the Lord because of his love, because he is good, because he is long-suffering to us. He's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. It grieves my heart when there's anybody who tries to keep somebody from being saved. It grieves my heart as an evangelist. Amen. When I myself, amen, think that God cannot save somebody when I'm supposed to be reaching for that somebody. Amen. I believe that according to the word of God, that he doesn't want anybody to perish. Amen. When we were in Chicago the other day, and as I mentioned last night, Amen. When we were in that city, praise God, I've had a burden for Chicago ever since I've been in ministry. But when I, amen, begin to drive around and see downtown and begin to see, amen, those that live in the south side and those that live in some of those nice pristine suburbs, I said it doesn't matter if they live in a high rise. It doesn't matter, amen, if they were out there homeless, amen, on the street. It doesn't matter, amen, if they were in the hood on the south side. They were in the nice pristine suburb and a nice well-manicured lawn and a nice beautiful home three-car garage. It doesn't matter where they live in that area. They need salvation. But it wasn't just, amen, when I was in the big city. It wasn't just when I was in the metro area. But as I began to drive, amen, across northern Indiana, Amen. As I begin to look at different areas of people where people live. Amen. Some of those farmers out there, what they call flyover country. Amen. God wants to save everybody. It's not just those in the metro area. It's not just those in the city. Amen. It's not just those in the smaller towns or in the medium-sized town, but in every village. Amen. God wants to say, can I remind somebody that there are some people that are right here in Kendallville. Uh, there are some people right here in northeast Indiana that we might not think that God can save them. Uh, but I can remind you that the Lord is not willing that any should perish but that all should come to repentance. Can somebody lift up your hands right now? Can somebody lift up your voice? Maybe there's somebody that's come to your mind that you might think is too hard for God, but can you begin to pray for them right now? Can you ask so that the Lord will begin to draw them by his love, that he will begin to draw them by his spirit? Lord, you're not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance.
Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. I hasten to a close here tonight. But can I remind somebody that one of the ways that the Lord will try to get you to a place of repentance. He won't force you there. But one of the ways that he would try to get you to a place of repentance is by being good to you. Amen. Even when you don't deserve it. He will with patience keep showing you his goodness and his mercy. I don't know who it is that I'm reaching for here tonight, but I come to tell somebody God's been too good for you, for you to keep on living the way that you've been living. Amen. It's time for you to turn back to God. Amen. I come, amen, to tell somebody here tonight, amen, if you would just look back over your life, you will see time and time again that God has been good to you. And it's the Lord who's by his goodness has been trying to lead you to repentance. It led me to a place where I humbled myself and asked the Lord for his mercy. Many times in my life, amen, when I made mistakes, I'm so thankful for the goodness of God. I'm thankful that I had a pastor that understood the goodness of God in a church that I went to that understood God's goodness and mercy. That's why I stand before you here tonight. In the passage of scripture that we read in Romans chapter 2, verse number 4 states that the goodness of God leads you to repentance. Paul wrote this according to the, uh, uh, against the backdrop of Romans chapter 1. There in Romans chapter 1, specifically in verses 18 through 32, we don't have the time to read that here tonight. But in that passage of scripture, we come to understand God's displeasure and judgment of sin. Paul focuses mainly on idolatry and how it leads to gross immorality. If you would just take the time tonight, amen, to read Romans chapter 1, verses 18 through 32, Paul lists all kind of things. He helps us to understand that idolatry, however, is more than just little trinkets and images, but anything that takes the place of God in your life. I said idolatry. The apostle Paul helps us to understand that idolatry is not just trinkets and it's not just images, but anything. That takes the place of God in your life. And then in chapter 2 in the passage of scripture that we read. Paul then turns his attention to those who may not commit such practices of sin. But they give their approval or they cast their judgment while committing similar sins. Amen. Paul talks about those who might stick their nose in the air with self-righteousness. And say, hey man, that's sinful what they're doing. That's ungodly what they're doing. But yet they're empowering those people to do what they're doing. Or those uh, who cast judgment and say, I don't do what they do. But yet there are other sins in their lives that they commit. Amen. It's in that list of Romans chapter 1 that Paul lists those sinful choices. And it's in that list of sinful choices that he not only lists heterosexual and homosexual immorality. But he also mentions gossips as being displeasing to the Lord. They're those who look at those who live certain lifestyles of immorality. And we speak in judgment to them. But I can remind somebody that somebody that uses their tongue to destroy somebody is just as sinful as if they're committing immorality. Amen. Doesn't matter if you say it with your mouth. Doesn't matter if you say it over the phone. If you type it, amen, on social media. Gossip is still sin. And it's a disgrace. And it's displeasing to Almighty God. And we all have gossip. Can I get an amen? <laughs> no, 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 I was just joking. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. I come and tell somebody. There are times I've talked about people. Amen. I've come from the South. Sister Sarah, we can say anything we want to say about somebody as long as we say God bless them at the end. <laughs> but that's not right. <laughs> 
But that is the South for you. Thank God y'all up here. Y'all don't do that up here in Indiana. (laughs) Y'all just tell people straight to their face. I don't like you. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, can I remind us here tonight? The apostle Paul said, do you think this, O man? You who judge those who practice such things, doing the same, that you will escape the judgment of God. Or do you despise the riches of his goodness, forbearance, and long-suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance? Can we stand all over this house? God's goodness is what leads us to repentance. It leads us to turn from our wrongdoing and turn back to God in order to receive his mercy and forgiveness. But can I tell somebody here tonight that repentance isn't just about forgiveness. It will also lead you to the waters of baptism and to the reception of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Repentance is not just for you to come to an altar and say, God, forgive me. And then turn around and leave out these doors. But the Lord wants somebody to follow up that repentance by coming to the waters of baptism and being baptized in his precious name, your sins totally washed away. The Lord wants to fill somebody with his spirit and cause you to praise him in another language as he gives you the utterance. Amen. Repentance does not just stop at an altar, but it leads you to full salvation. Has anybody been baptized in Jesus' name? Has anybody been filled with the Holy Ghost? Can you clap your hands as a testimony? But can I also remind those of you who have been baptized in Jesus' name, to those who have been filled with his spirit, Repentance doesn't just stop at salvation, but it leads you to draw closer to the Lord. I said repentance leads you to draw closer to the Lord. Your pastor quoted, amen, from the late brother Eli Hernandez from his book, amen, that we are to die daily. We are to come to the Lord daily in repentance. Can I tell somebody here tonight that God's goodness leads us to repentance? But repentance is meant to be a passageway. That leads us to what God has for us. I said repentance is not just asking God to forgive us. But it's a passageway to a deeper realm in the spirit. To more things in God. To all that God has for us. It's about more than just receiving forgiveness. But there is something that accompanies salvation. The Bible says there are some things that accompany salvation. Repentance uh, gets us in a proper position uh, to receive all that God has for us. Amen. Pastor Gilliland, can I see your book just for a moment? Amen. There is something that Brother Hernandez, hallelujah, my precious mentor, said in this book. He said in verse number 19 that there are churches, and sometimes we have created a crisis in our churches. Those in our churches have become accustomed to repenting only when things get bad enough. The only time they ever repent is when they sin, when they mess up, when they make a bad mistake. That's the only time they repent. If if the only time I repented today is when I spilled my Arnold Palmer, my sweet tea and lemonade, spilled it on the ground, I said, just wanting that. That's the only time I repented. When I saw a guy come out the hotel and he saw me, and I was like, God. And I was like, oh God, forgive me. This guy's all just, that's not a good witness. If that was the only time I repented, then I'm missing the whole thing. If the only time I repent is when I come in here and say, oh God, I want to be anointed. I want to be used by you, so forgive me for anything, so that I don't want to preach anything and sin in my life. That's the only time I repent, then I'm missing the whole thing. Brother Hernandez said, some people only repent 
when things get bad enough, instead of repenting daily for heavenly access. Hallelujah. He says in that book that Jesus, who committed no sin, was baptized by his cousin, John, who preached repentance and baptism for the remission of sin. But Jesus was baptized even though he had no sin in his life to fulfill all righteousness. But after he submitted to the process, when he was baptized, the Bible says when he came out of the water, the heavens were opened. Can I tell somebody here tonight that what's about to happen in the next few moments before we go and have some good tacos to eat? Amen. God's about to do something in this place through repentance. It's going to be more for just, it's going to be more than just us asking God to forgive us, but it's going to be allowing God to get us in a position to receive what he has for us. It's going to be God allowing us to get into a position to have heavenly access. Amen. We're about to have access, access to the miraculous. Amen. To healing. Amen. To divine revelation, to to visions and dreams. God is about to open up the windows of heaven. If you believe that, uh, can somebody lift up your hands? Can somebody lift up your voice? Uh, And can somebody ask God to do it here tonight? Repentance is about more than just receiving forgiveness. Instead of our faces being turned away from God and our backs to God, repentance causes us to turn our face back to God. I said instead of our faces being turned away from God and our backs to God, repentance causes us to turn our faces back to God. Repentance places you in that position to receive God's favor and blessing. That's why the psalmist expressed, amen, three times as a prayer in Psalms chapter 80. He said, turn us again, O God, and cause thy face to shine and we shall be saved. Turn us again, O God of hosts, and cause thy face to shine, and we shall be saved. Turn us again, O Lord God of hosts, cause thy face to shine, and we shall be saved. He said it three times. Turn us again, O God. Turn us again, O God. Turn us again, O God. Let your favor shine upon us so that we can be saved. Salvation is more than just forgiveness. But it's also restoration. Hallelujah. It's being restored into a right relationship with God. We shall be saved. The prophet Jeremiah said it like this. Turn us back to you, O Lord. And we will be restored. Renew our days as of old. So I say to you one more time here tonight. That God's goodness leads to repentance. And repentance leads you to a place of renewal and restoration. So let us turn our faces towards God tonight and allow him to grant us access into what he has been waiting for us to experience and to receive. I want to fall over this house. Praise God. We're going to have musicians, but no singing right now. Amen. I wonder if all over this house, we can make this whole entire auditorium an altar. Amen. If you want to come to this altar, you can. But I wonder if we can all just find a place right now to just turn our hearts towards God. If you want to stand, if you want to walk, if you want to kneel, if you want to sit, but can we all just take a few moments? No singing right now, just music playing. Hallelujah. But can even the musicians, even while you're playing, can we all repent before the Lord? Can we all ask God to have mercy on us? Come on, somebody pray, Lord, turn us again. Turn us again. Turn me, oh God. Create in me a clean heart, oh God. Renew in me a right spirit. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Come on, let's first repent for anything in our lives that might keep us from receiving what God has for us. 
Come on, somebody call the name of Jesus and ask that his blood will wash you and cleanse you. The Bible says that we would confess our sins. He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Can we do that first and foremost here tonight? Come on, somebody cleanse your heart before the Lord right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus.